You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 30 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Developer Technologies MVP Chris Miller. Hey, this is Christian Buckley, and this is another MVP Buzz Chat, uh, and I'm here with Chris. We're going to go through and talk about a few things. Chris, why don't you introduce yourself, and we'll jump into it. Sure. Hi, I'm Chris Miller. I'm a software architect for Tyler Technologies. I'm based in Albany, New York. Uh, been an MVP. It just was rewarded for my sixth year in a row. Uh, Congratulations. Was, thank you. It was Visual Studio Development Technologies, but as of today, it's Development Technologies. Yep. Um, and uh, in my spare time, I run a local .NET user group called uh, the Tech Valley uh, .NET user group. Um, it's been around for probably about 15, 20 years. Um, I kind of inherited it when the former president uh, moved to Florida. Every few years we run elections, but no one wants to do it but me, so. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, there in the, that's part of the story of, uh, of being involved with user groups. But Yes, you, you broke it, you own it. <laughs> Um, but I have the advantage of my boss completely supporting it 100%. We're able to host it at our office building. We have meeting rooms big enough for the user group. Um, you know, we have an occasional sponsor. Usually my company will pick up the tab. Um, we've kept it low key enough. We've never had to file for five, was it 502.3C or something? Yeah, well, the 501c3, which allows, well, I mean, there's different kinds of nonprofit yeah. and there's the regular nonprofit. You know, the 501c3, it's a little bit tougher to get that, but that's where people can actually uh, write you a check. And yep. that is then, uh, uh, you know, that donation can be accepted and it's, uh, uh, and they can write that off. Okay. Every now and then someone will try to donate money. And what I usually do is we're running, we're going to run as long as we can without a budget. So instead of bringing me money, bring someone new to the user group or speak right. or buy something we can give out of swag. Well, um, well, so that's another way that uh, there's a lot. And actually the, I don't know if you, how familiar you are with like the SharePoint Saturday model, but where, when it started over uh, 10 years ago, um, the sponsorships, um, there was no centralized pooling of funds. It was, okay, you're going to be a sponsor. You're going to go pay for T-shirts for everybody. and You're yep. going to buy pizza for lunch. And so that's another way to simplify uh, like a user group or, an, or a small event. And, uh, of course, then you rely on sponsors to uh, kind of uphold their uh, part of the agreement and show up and bring <laughs> the lunch. Yeah. yeah, that happened. Uh, last December, I did a Xamarin, um, a Xamarin code camp and a third party component vendor offered to sponsor it. And in fact, they reached out to me to do it. And the day of the event, I get this call from the local sub shop that was doing it saying, oh, by the way, the credit card was refused. I'm like, what credit card? Uh, the credit card of the sponsor that you had? <laughs> and of course, the swag showed up like two days after the event. So it was entertaining. Um, yeah. But we run small enough, <clears throat> low enough under the radar where really haven't had to have corporate sponsorship. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, our expenses are low. We have a meetup my boss pays for. Um, every now and then, if the swag pile gets too low, you know, he'll give me the budget to go out and get some cards. Excuse me, I'll drink some water. Just swallow something, people. 
Yeah, no worries. I mean, that that's a, you know, and, and I look, I, I worked for a company a few years back where they were very supportive of my community activities. And I did the same thing where they, they helped as I organized a number of, of big events out here on the West Coast. Um, they basically um, did the accounting, like pulled in like the funds, sponsors and stuff paid it to my former company. And so there's, I mean, there's a tax burden there. There was, you know, help in, in organizing yeah. all that and, and chasing down those payments and stuff. And in the meantime, you know, the company said, well, we know we, we got the commitment. We've not received the funds yet, but go ahead. Mm -hmm. We'll reimburse you Christian, you know, for right. going and taking on these costs. And then we'll just, you know, pay ourselves back here, which was, I mean, it's great when you have a company that does that. Um, when you don't, the com next company is that. That's where I went and started my own nonprofit, not a 501c3, but nonprofit just to help fund these events that I was uh, cool. co-organizing. Yeah, it's, you have to think too, Albany is such a small area for user groups. Um, yeah, it's really haven't had to spend a lot of money. Um, you know, I've been in a place like Philadelphia where their user group is kind of like a full-time endeavor. Yeah. We just don't have that activity. Um, you know, well, this is, well, you know, so, I mean, what, so, so tell me, it's like, do you have like a board? I mean, how did you, uh, you, know, <clears throat> you inherited this group that's been around for a long time? And I know, like I was familiar with the, uh, the Bay.net um, group in the San Francisco East Bay. So I, I don't know where they're meeting now. It's been years since I've been in California, but uh, they, they were meeting in Walnut Creek and they were meeting in uh, um, Concord for a while and, um, down into even Pleasanton and San Ramon at different areas for those that are East Bay uh, people. But uh, I mean, it was a huge user group. Some of the events that I went to, just the regular monthly events, and they'd have like 100, 150 people. Wow, that's, that's good. Um, and it's been around for a long time. So your group, you inherited. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd been a member um, and had been helping out. And in fact, we were already at that point hosting it in my office. because See, that was the mistake. You helped. Yes. Um, and then one day the president of the group went to lunch. And he goes, he goes, um, I'm kind of moving to Florida next month. How would you like to take over the user group? <clears throat> so I said, all right, if we're going to do this, we'll do this the right way. We'll have elections and no one else ran. And but you have a committee. I mean, do you have a, you we had a committee? Um, we had a formal committee and everyone showed up for the first meeting. Yeah. And then they all disappeared. So at this point, we don't have anything formal. We have a loose committee of about four of us that do that take care of the duties. I probably have most of the responsibility for it, um, but I'm slowly I'm grooming this younger guy to eventually take it over, or at least you know be available to run it when I'm not there. Um, sure. But you know, our typical meeting size is probably around thirty. Look, that's a great size. I mean, especially for a you know, smaller area. What I mean, what kind of uh, topics? I mean, what what's really um, getting people interested in in coming out? Uh, what do you, what do you see right now? The kind of trends and topics. Um, anything that's dot uh, core related gets people in. Um, unit testing brings people in. Um, one of my coworkers did did a session on using Appium for doing unit for doing um, you know UI testing for Xamarin apps, and that got a good crowd. Um, we found that anything involving, um, UWP does not bring the people in. It was, it was, it was almost like the kiss of death. So we had to make sure we didn't go crazy with that stuff. We like, we do like to show what's coming out, what's new, but <clears throat> big sessions on UWP and 
a Windows Phone session when it was still viable was I'd get like three people. Yeah, but it, it's really rough. You know, just like like how do you guys decide on topics? Are you? I mean, do you poll your community? <clears throat> we poll. Um, we ask people what they want to do. Um, every now and then we'll just do a session that's just completely open for talk. People could bring whatever they want to talk about. If they're having projects they're stuck with, bring those in. <clears throat> a lot of times it's uh, whatever the speaker wants to speak about. Um, we have one coming up in October that'll be SQL Server based because there's a woman in Vermont that's a really big SQL Server person and she was coming out this way and said, I'd love to speak to your user group. I'm like, done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's like whoever I can rope up. If I, you know, I'll, if I'm speaking at a code camp and there's someone that likes to come out, or even do remote, we've we've done a fair number of remote sessions and they work pretty well. Um, okay, that you know, I have mixed feelings about that um, because sometimes they've not gone very well. I think it has a lot to do with the presenter. We had last year we had two back to back, and the first one was perfect. The presenter she knew exactly what she was doing. She, she knew the strengths and limitations of being remote and it worked very well. The second one, not so well. The presenter wasn't as well prepared, wasn't really used to speaking in front of a microphone and a, and a camera. So she'd like be zooming in and out. And <laughs> so I try to help out. So I just let, you know, you know, I sit behind the camera and just like, if I see someone raising their hand, I'll signal the person speaking. Cause sometimes they, you know, if they have bad lousy bandwidth, they're not going to have their camera going. They'll just have their screen going. So yeah. it varies. Um, <clears throat> Cause, cause, cause this really, that's really, a, I mean, it's a big issue for a lot of user groups to say, well, you know, I mean, uh, you're, you're pulling your, your group to come up with topics. Of course, Microsoft has announcements all the time. There's a lot of things that happen. I have to expect if you're developer focused that, you know, after build with some of the announces, yep. the announcements with, uh, you know, the .NET core and, and some of the other things that came out, I've done a couple of the MVP buzz chats where we're talking about some of the announcements there. And, um, you know, there's so much that's happened around, uh, AI. I was at build. So, Hey, I got a sweatshirt, you know, uh, but I mean, there's just a lot of really, uh, a lot of interest around um, talks, yep. the, uh, the, um, uh, the cognitive services, some exciting things that are happening there around automation. And um, I'm not as familiar with uh, some of the developer tools areas, um, but, but you have those things. Um, it, but the question always comes when you, you said people want to dial it in and to, to present is like, you, well, you lose a lot of just the networking, the conversation that's yeah. in the room. Yeah. Cause it's not just about, Hey, somebody standing up and doing a topic for 30 to 60 yep. minutes. Yeah. I uh, recently accepted an invitation to speak at a user group in uh, Michigan and I'm going to be very careful with how I do it because it's, cause you do, you lose a lot of two way communication. Um, I'm going to reach out to the guy running the session and say, Hey, however you want to signal me to speak up, you know, I will, I'll halt whatever I'm doing do it and show people. Yeah. It's a Xamarin session and it, those kind of things where everything's screen-based lend itself very well. If I was doing an IOT session, oh no, forget it. You don't want to do those uh, that way because it's like, you know, here I am holding up something blinking as opposed to having something on, on you know, yeah. it gets a little hard to do. Yeah, it, it's, um, you almost need to have, um, so if you got the video, you got the audio there, you need to have some other kind of interaction. That's, that's why I like when you're doing a zoom or go to meeting or Skype, you know, and having the chat, you know, on the side, 
and, and so people asking questions. It's, it's tough when you're presenting and trying to get through, um, especially some meaty content, um, and monitoring also the questions and things if it's scrolling by. Um, that's why I like the formal webinar software because then it has the you know, each line item, the questions, you can open it and expand yeah, and exactly. you know, that, that kind of thing or respond. But it also then lets you, by capturing that text-based along, allows you to go back and, and answer that. I, I always like to say, if you're going to do something like that, because I'm not against you know, having people remote um, present, um, we're, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, and our, what I was going to say is to finish that thought, um, is that um, you, know, you almost need to do something extra. Like you show up, you're doing that, but then I'd almost say like, well, it'd be great if you could um, then do a blog post where you answer all these questions that were asked, the oh, ones yeah, that you that address. Good. Make a really yeah. Good yeah. So I think that, I mean, there's a lot of value out of, out of that. But, um, what I was going to say is that, uh, so with the, uh, the Utah SharePoint user group, so I'm on the board. Um, we had our president, uh, Ryan Shouten, uh, you know, very, uh, dynamic guy, just earn his MVP moving to San Diego. He's abandoned us. <laughs> um, he went to work cool job though. He went to work for blizzard entertainment down in Southern oh, California. Wow. So, uh, he's very happy, um, happy for him. But, uh, so we're the board is just kind of putting together and reorganizing, um, figuring out who's going to run it, you know, the, the various parts. And we, we thought, you know, here's a great way, a, a time for us to kind of reconstruct how we're going to run the user group. And, and we've come up with a couple ideas that we, are very excited to get started on. Um, I don't know if you've you've thought about this, like because you're you're putting putting things together, um, you're organizing and and making sure that there's the event is happening. It's the, all the operation side. Um, do you have somebody who owns like speakers topics and is driving that, or are you also doing that? Uh, for the user group, I'm pretty much doing all of it. Okay. Well, our, here's our idea. Get your feedback on this. So. Okay. We've decided that we're going to split it into three different sections and rotate. So, um, like I'm, uh, so basically, what we're going to do is um, every third month there will be a topic that is the deep dive technical goes into whatever the announcements, you know, and, and it's a deep dive into that specific topic. So, okay. guest speakers, um, more on the dev side, and really in depth on that. Uh, the next month, it will be, um, I don't know the order of them, but uh, the uh, second topic will be, um, since we're uh, SharePoint, Office 365, and really Microsoft 365 um, field of workloads, um, and going through all in that last 90 days, all of the Office 365 updates and what they are and, and like go through them. Um, and because we had so many people asking about that. And so, so we've got that deep dive one topic, overview of all of the updates, just kind of the Microsoft list of things. And then the third month is a, is a business case, more of a, an executive manager session where we're gonna talk about um, business solutions and kind of like that, that topic. We're gonna to address multiple personas but it was to take the application of the technology and make that a, a topic. Um, and I'm not, I don't know what that'll look like yet entirely. I think you can kind of, you understand the other two, but that one we have to look, but we have like a lot of user groups, we have that split between end user and business users um, and then the technical crowd. And so you're either satisfying one or not, you know, right. and not the other, and you're going back and forth. 
and uh, some user groups had split themselves and created two user groups. And I think my understanding, my experience, we tried that in two different areas, is we saw a drop in attendance of both, and it, so they ended up combining again. Um, so we're going to give this a try. That sounds interesting. We're in a slightly different situation because we're almost all technical, so we get mostly developers. But it's good to break it up. So you do a deep dive one month. You do like like the open session I was talking about before. We're just you know bring your problem in and we'll we'll workshop it together. Yep. But it would be good to do like a session like every you know like you know a couple of times a year. Like what's new and what's what's new on the on the tool side. You know why should you be upgrading? What you, what do you need to be concerned about? Um, what's out there? You know just like stuff like uh, you know. Um, Google updating their Android emulator so it works with Hyper-V. I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're on the beta path with the Microsoft stack, you knew that already because there were beta versions of Visual Studio that supported it. But if you worked for a company that didn't allow you to have the beta tools, you were right. just using what was general release, that's kind of a big thing. Um, you know, if you're not allowed, if, you're, if you need to have Hyper-V, you know, you know, like if you're doing container work, you're doing virtual machines, not being able to run the Android emu the the full speed emulator is a big production issue, a big um, productivity issue. Yep. So, yeah, I could easily see doing a session just on stuff like that. Yeah, it you know it's um, I don't know what the 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 right answer. I'm sure you know, there are others that are out there that are looking at uh, you know are are, are participants <laughs> within members of or on the boards of uh, of user groups and they're trying different things. I'm always interested to hear what what's working and not working um for for other groups but i mean we we have the same issues it's yep. you know um if you find that you are um defaulting to the members of the committee presenting and it's kind of last minute on <laughs> you know uh, uh you know a, a a topic you're not really it's not a formal presentation the problem with that is that you have people that may show up for the first time and they look around and they just kind of is this it right this what we're doing um and we'll never return exactly um, and, um, and so you've got to be careful of that. We're always looking for ways to get the college students interested. Because yep. we have a couple of big engineering schools close by. Um, you know, last spring, Microsoft had me take a bus of them to uh, the, Red, the Red Shirt Tour in Boston. Mm -hmm. So we left at like, you know, five o'clock in the morning, went to Rensselaer Polytechnical Institute, yep. picked up a boatload of students, and then picked up another bunch from the State University of Albany. And then we, you know, took the three-hour trip to Boston. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it would have been cooler if the bus didn't break down twice, but we made it an adventure. <laughs> uh, well, you, you get all these um, brilliant RIT students there. I mean, they all should be able to, to get out and understand, you know, how to, well, maybe that's just the theory of the engines. Yeah. They don't know. Well, the, after they replaced the first bus, we're thinking, oh, we're, we're home free. And then when the second bus completely died, and I called them the Microsoft event organizers. They, they literally sent out a fleet of taxis to retrieve us off the Boston Turnpike. <laughs> uh, Run a user group, have your bus broken down. That's what you're saying the experience will be. Yeah. yeah. But they all got to meet Guthrie at the very end. Oh, that's very cool. Which was cool. He, yeah. you know, he was on a tight schedule, but he, he took the time to talk to each person individually and post her pictures. So they got that out of it. Let's go. Cool. Well, that was the um, the Scott Guthrie um, um, uh, uh, pity visit because of the bus. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Well, well, Chris, uh, you know, so how can people find out more about you know certainly up in uh, your area, but 
about the user group and then um, about you. How's, what's the best way to reach you? Um, probably my blog, rajapet.com, R-A-J-A-P-E-T.com. I'm also on Twitter as another lab. Um, and in a, about a month or so, I'll have a course, my first course out on Pluralsight, which will be how to do uh, localization with Xamarin Forms. Um, Very cool. Lo local team, local company for me here. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, they're one of our local, uh, uh, the Utah unicorns. So, <laughs> but, uh, well, Chris, well, thanks a lot for your time. And of course okay. I'll, I'll have a, a blog summary of this. You can find that out on buckleyplanet.com and I'll be promoting this uh, you know, out via social. So, um, you know, Chris, uh, keep in touch and let me know if anything, if you, if you come up with any other winning ideas for making sure that your user group uh, succeeds, let me know. I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> amend the blog post and add some of those, those cool. the guidance. So um, more the merrier. We, we need to, to uh, I think as, uh, especially within the Microsoft ecosystem, we need to do a better job of sharing our best practices over practical yep. things like this, you know, um, making sure that we're, doing uh, the most that we can to uh, um, benefit the, the community and, and to bring the best experience to, uh, to these communities. Yeah, I fully agree with that. So, cool. All right. Well, Chris, well, thanks a lot for your time. Oh, thank you. <laughs>